Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Seen and Not Heard podcast. I'm Melrose, your podcast host, and I got a lot of feedback on the last episode asking where my podcast intro went and why I didn't use it. Um, well, I had hired a company to make that Seen and Not Heard podcast intro like months before I had ever even wrote or recorded a single podcast episode. So when I had it made, I was completely oblivious to like the theme or the tone uh, of the actual podcast and what kind of character it would take on. Um, so the more I heard it, the more I just felt like it didn't fit. So I am working on a new one, something that hopefully you and I can both be proud of. But as of today, in this moment, I do not have an intro, so you're just going to have to bear with me in my stupid voice. <laughs> um, but today, I do have something really exciting planned. I kind of hinted at this on my last episode, but we have a super special guest. My good friend Christy Fox is joining us today. This woman is a colleague within the webcam community with seven years of experience, just like myself, to reflect on. So. I figured that maybe some variety in perspective could widen both of our horizons on the topics that I've been discussing. So, all of you, welcome Christy Fox. I mean, I did do um, a little bit of research because after you told me about, like, do we consider webcamming porn, mm-hmm. I, had, I kind of dug deep into that, um, and now I kind of have a different view. I know, and you know what, after I posted that poll on Twitter asking people what they thought and having them pick if if they're saying yes or no, whether they're in the industry themselves or not, it was like, it was mm-hmm. more overwhelming yes from people in the industry and people not in the industry, so I'm like, wow, I was really naive to think that I wasn't in porn yeah. this whole time, like, yeah. that, and, that and caught me off guard. See, because when I think of porn, I think of mainstream porn, where people go on set, fuck get paid and it turns into movies and videos yeah that's what i consider porn but that is not the definition of porn what is the so, actual definition had, um the actual definition of porn is um basically it's erotic behavior whether it's pictures or video or whatever with the intent to cause sexual excitement oh wow so, so what we do is causing sexual excitement but then doesn't that um, categorize, like, Instagram models as porn, too? And see, that's where it, there's, like, that fine line. But no, it's not because they're not doing it with the on intent. purpose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with the intent. We are, technically. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're not getting naked on Instagram. If you were getting naked on Instagram, then sure. But I think it, it, what it comes down to is this. There, it's the erotic behavior. Mm-hmm. So it's what we're doing, how we're posing. You know, we could take a picture of just us nude, and, you know, people could call it modeling and art, and it's beautiful. It's not porn because it's the human body and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And that's not considered porn. But, you know, then you could go and take a picture where you're spreading your lips open and grabbing your tit, and that just makes it that much different. Yeah. So that's interesting. It, yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely, I was like, I had to look into it because I was like, you know what, I don't want to be one of those people that just sounds so ignorant to what and the correct term is. No, it's, for um, me, it's like, huh? It's funny you said that because after the first episode, and I've already filmed two episodes of this podcast, I've only released the one, but in within okay. the first and second episode, I say repeatedly, like, 
a porn star is a very generous title to give me because I don't feel like I'm in porn. And now after running that poll and reassessing, you know, my actual opinions, mm-hmm. given I'm seven years older than I was now when I started, you know, so looking yeah. back at it now with a different lens, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I am in yeah. porn. It's, yeah, I felt the same way yeah. you did, totally. Because I've always said I would never do porn. I would never do porn. But mm-hmm. here I am webcamming after seven years, and I'm like, I don't think it's porn. I'm not fucking nobody. Yeah. But that's not what it means. Yeah. So it, yeah, I had to, I had to really look into it a little bit more because you know some, like you said in your poll, you know some people say yes and some people say no. I've asked the same questions. I've asked other cam girls the same questions, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. Everyone says yes. And I'm like, okay, well, then I, I guess it is. And then that's where I was like, you know what? Maybe that's just me saying I would never do porn. I'm never, in, I'm not doing porn because of the label and the yeah. backlash that the people stigma. get from it. And I, yeah, the stigma of it. And I'm like, no, that's not me. That's not me. But, you know, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm there with the intent to cause sexual excitement. So, yeah, technically I am. But yeah. I think there's just, Maybe different levels of it. Maybe that's what it mainstream, is, yeah. mainstream versus amateur. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's still all the same. You know, I asked so. uh, I asked one of my friends about this recently, and he's a good friend because I wanted to get a male perspective, you know, outside myself, and he knows what I do. Um, but yeah. I, I asked him, like, you know, I don't view what I do as porn, but when I did this Twitter poll and I mentioned that, uh, the feedback I got was overwhelmingly yes, webcam is porn. And he's like, well, women and men see things so differently. Like women can see the naked body and being erotic as art, whereas men with a more like reptilian brain outlook, they kind of perceive it yeah. as no, it's for a purpose. And the purpose is to be aroused or, you know, to have mm-hmm. sex. So it's like, okay, well, maybe yeah. it's, that's why we're over here saying, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> and everyone else is like, well, yeah. yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very different for, for men and women. But, I mean, it, it, if we're putting all that aside and just giving it the term, yes, we are. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to pick, pick it apart, then, you know, yeah, it can definitely get picked apart for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, you're totally right. <laughs> I'm glad you looked into see, it, too. Can, but, that, see, we can look at it. We can watch porn, and we can see a naked... When we see a naked man, do we not get aroused? We're like, oh, damn, he's hot. Or, ooh, look at that. He's got a nice penis. Or whatever. It's the same thing. We're still getting semi-turned on by it instead of going, man, that is a beautiful man with a great dick. I can appreciate his... Well, I don't know. Is that the same outlook if you, like, showed up to an art class and you're there to sketch and some guy comes in and he's nude and you're just drawing him? Is it this? Is the reaction the same, or is it because I'm in that headspace when it happens, or is it also the environment that influences what is and isn't porn? Like in the context yeah. of an art class, that's not porn, but in the context of a dirty movie, yeah, or in the context of a love scene, yeah. like I think everyone's being yeah, naive then, yeah. if they say that a love scene in a movie doesn't turn them on. Like there's always that level to it, you know. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you go and watch like a love scene in a movie in a film, um, not necessarily in porn, but just like like there's an Angelina Jolie movie where she's making love to Antonio Banderas. I don't know what the movie's called, but that whole scene is super sexy. But it's mm-hmm. them, you know, making love and everything. Is it arousing? Yes, but I wouldn't go and say, "Oh, they're doing porn," <laughs> you yeah. know, in this film. Mm-hmm. I would say that it, it's. Still, there's 
or when you go and have sex with your significant other, you're exciting each other. Is that considered porn? Because you're getting naked for them and, you with know. the intent to arouse. With the intent to arouse them. Is that porn? No. You know, th- th- there's just, I guess there's just so many different ways you can pick it apart. But, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm having porn in my bedroom with my significant other. That's just me having sex with my significant other. That is a, a private thing between me and that person, not the whole world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's weird, but, you know, I, I don't know. Everyone has different opinions and views on it, but as far as, like, webcamming goes, I guess, you know, we can, can technically consider that what we do is porn. Yeah, and I think I'm going to, like, go forward with that outlook because... I don't, like, just like you said, I don't want to be that naive girl who's like, no, I'm not doing it. What I'm doing is different. And it's like, well, now, like, retrospect, all these years later, I, maybe it's not. Maybe I need to reevaluate that because when I started this, I was strictly webcamming, you know, I wasn't filming any videos, and I was, like, 20 years old. So, at that time, and then at the end of the year, I did start filming videos. I'm like, well, they're just solo videos. That's not porn. And then I... Yeah, yeah, it totally is. And... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's just the way we justified what we were doing to not label ourselves totally. that way. Ugh. Yep, and and and, it's, and it kind of comes down to you know people thinking that people that do porn are disgusting or you have no morals and values, you have no self respect, and you know to be looked at like that, it, it's hurtful. You know what I mean? And, and you're just like, hey, you don't know me personally, you don't know my views, you don't know my morals or values. I'm I'm actually a very conservative person mm-hmm. in, in real life. I'm yeah, very conservative. So I, yeah. You know, I don't go out into the world. I don't wear, you know, skimpy outfits or, you know, outfits that show a lot of cleavage or, you know, my butt crack's not hanging out or whatever it means. I'm not wearing short skirts. Mm-hmm. I'm not out there to grab attention. I'm very like, oh, God, cover me up. I don't want people to look at me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's no effing way I could ever go to a, a nude beach. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I, I personally couldn't do it because I have such a thing about being looked at yeah. and being sexualized I in person. Part of that, too, like, and I, yeah. I agree because I'm very, very much similar, and it's even gotten... I've become even more conservative since I did move recently from Chicago to Tennessee because it is a Bible Belt state. It's very oh, yeah. different down here. Oh, totally. And I'm also, yeah. I have the concern in the back of my mind that I moved to this super small town and I'm talking like less than 3,000 people. That's smaller than my high school, like an insanely small town. Yeah. So not only is it in the back of my head like, oh man, when people find out what I do here, like how are they going to feel about me and judge me? But it's also that extra layer of, man, I don't have a single shirt that doesn't show cleavage not that I ask for attention (laughs) that way but it's like I need to buy a whole new wardrobe just to live here like I already feel like I need to cover up when I would go outside back in Chicago but here it's like a whole nother level of it because I'm like I don't want them to find out yeah Yeah, and then on top of it like I don't want to draw attention to myself either but even with that being said like just as an attractive woman like we draw attention even without that effort so I think we almost try to compensate for for that by covering up, like, you know, yeah. like, don't look at me. Like, we're not, yeah, don't look at me like that, that's not, that's not, yeah, I'm the same way, I, I, you know, there's a lot of times where I go out into public purposely trying to look like shit. Yeah. I didn't like, yeah. dress like a bum, don't put makeup on, throw my hair up, to just not draw the attention. No, but, that's totally you know, true. But, you know, it, it happens anyway. 
Yeah. But, you know, I guess it really doesn't matter what you look like. <laughs> do, you, do you think that, because, like, when I do go out with the intention, how you said, because I'm exactly the same, I'll go out with, like, no hair, no makeup, like, sweatpants, whatever. I don't want the attention. I don't want to be hassled by people almost as, like, a way yeah. to protect myself. Do you think part of yeah. that, in your experience, is because that whole hassle of, like, being attractive or being funny or being all these things that we have to put on for work for logging on cam yeah that that takes a lot of effort from us and energy from us and when we want to just be ourselves it's like okay I need to turn all that off I need to be unapproachable I need to not attract people to me that want to talk or want to make me laugh or because you don't have that reserve left to give other people because I feel like that a lot yeah oh yeah totally and and even even if I do you know want to go out and like wear something nice or like do my hair and makeup you know it's like I should be allowed to do that without you know being approached you know it's not we were blessed with good looks you know mm-hmm. we, we should be happy about that but you know at the same time is that I think because I have to turn off who I am versus who I am on camp these are two different people yeah. And I have always said this to every single person I have talked to who has ever wanted a webcam or people that I know in porn. You know, some people get lost in these characters, and I'm like, you have to have a balance. You yeah. know, don't be so caught in work and just being on this money hustle. Like, yeah, being on a money hustle is great. But then you become that person, and then you get lost in that person, and then that personality takes over who you really are as a person and that's why I tell people you have to balance find hobbies find things that you like do things that you remember doing as a kid that you really enjoyed and bring it to your adult life remember to put that person aside and be who you are on every single day and just be like okay I'm going to be myself Right now, this is who I am. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go hang out with these people or whatever. And then when you go to work, that's who you are. Yeah. And, you know, it took me a long time just to get Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. To have social media. It took me a very long time because in my mind, I was like, you know what? When I'm on cam, I'm Christy. The minute I am off, I don't want people bothering me. I don't want people hitting me up. I don't want to have to take the time to answer to all these people that I don't know personally. I want them to have zero contact with me because when I'm off, I am not that person anymore. You know, and that's that's and a I, good point too because that, that whole switch, it does need to flip because there's two points and I, I want to not forget them. Um, but actors and actresses have a lot of that disassociative Um, behavior that you mentioned where it's like you don't know who you are anymore and you get lost because they've played so many roles it's like okay well what do I like what do I enjoy so I've totally been there and I have been lost in the seven years that I've done this and I have found my way back but that was like a really difficult conscious effort to figure out who I was again and I think this is where depression kicks in (laughs) oh my gosh yeah you're like reading my mind everything that I wanted to discuss with you we were like running through it's hilarious (laughs) but um, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> that whole, that <laughs> yeah, but even though yeah. how you said you you delayed and you put off getting like Twitter, which is so big for our yeah. business because Twitter is the only porn safe, yeah. you know, platform. Um, yeah. I put off the whole selling like selling your phone number for texting, like the texting apps that models will use yeah. to text guys. I put that off for so yeah. long because I'm like, well, if I have that, then when am I not attainable to you? Like, how, when will I not yeah. work, you know? Yeah, and then, you know, and then when they have that, 
you, in their mind, you owe it to them. And if you're not talking to them and you're not giving them attention to the 24-7, it's like, people literally lose their shit and yeah. they'll go off on you. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I have a life. And when I'm not online, you don't get access to me. Yeah. Do I pop on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. Will I respond? Yeah, absolutely. Am I on there all day long? No. And guess what? That's my right. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't owe you every second of my day and of my life and what I am doing. Yeah, totally. So I don't sell the number. I don't, you know, I have the Snapchat to let people, to, you know, update people when I'm getting online and maybe do something funny here and there, you know, and then I have the OnlyFans because it's like, I want to be able to control everything, yeah. not do they control me. Yeah. So, yeah, it took me a long time. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I envy you on that, and I admire you for doing that because it's really hard to to actively turn it off because it's like, oh, man, I'm missing money, you know? Like, with me yeah. specifically, I do all the texting through um, – I don't want any websites on here just because I don't want any liability, but – there's a website where you can set your, your numbers or whatever and people will pay you mm-hmm. uh, whatever amount you yeah. choose per text and that's how I do it. So for me, it's like, well, if I don't respond, I'm losing money because every response is, you know, money. So right. I do have that and a lot of, there are times where I'm like, I'm not doing this today. Like, I'm just not going to bother with it. But then there's other days where I'm like, man, you know, I could have made $1,000 this week if I would have just freaking sat there and replied. But it's like, I'm I'm juggling so many other things with, between webcam and filming videos and now I have the podcast I have my vlog I have my patreon like I have so many balls in the air balance <laughs> and balance. yeah I will always say it balance like that's what it really comes down to you have to balance your time and who you are and what attention you give you have to have that time for yourself this is why people become depressed in this business mm-hmm. because all their time and energy and who they are and the character that they're playing and the, the fantasy that they're selling, it's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I you know I love all the people. I don't think it's so weird for me to call them fans because, I, know, because I, I, I don't look at myself that way. But, you know, all these people, I, I'll say fans, but, it's like, I appreciate all of them, you know. But at the same time, it's like everyone needs to understand that we are still people. We still have daily lives mm-hmm. and that... They need to remember that these model names and these characters that we are portraying are, is a fantasy. Yeah. Not, we're not their everyday life. We're not their girlfriends. We're not, you know, we're not people that are in their personal life. They don't know us personally. And when you have all these things that you juggle when it comes to like, you know, work and how you're making money, like I tried the, the texting app where you get paid. Mm-hmm. And it literally lasted maybe a week because I was like, you know what? I am not spending all my time doing this. Yeah. No effing way. There's no way. Yeah. And I got rid of it. And, you know, and then I had Instagram for probably a couple months and I deleted it and got rid of it. I was going to ask if you had Instagram because I know for me personally, like I had a 20,000 follower Instagram and I didn't, I didn't link anything out, you know, to any adult links or adult anything it was just to like my twitter and other social platforms and i got my instagram mm-hmm. taken down and i keep seeing that showing up constantly in my twitter feed that sex workers are getting their instagrams deleted without any warning without any reason without any linking out to adult content and like that's yeah. what circles me back to twitter it's like it's kind of the only safe place we have and even that can be really yeah. demanding yeah well i think that it's 
when it comes to, I mean, there's so many people that still have their Instagrams and like, com- like, com- like webcam companies still have their Instagrams up and they're posting the same shit yep. for pro- other models that models are posting on their profile. Mm-hmm. So why are models being taken down and companies not being taken down? I agree. I, I totally I, agree. You know, I personally think it's, it's whoever's working behind Instagram, it's a personal thing. <laughs> I don't think that it's, you know, because people are violating certain things. You have other Instagram models that are taking pictures of their asses or fitness people that are standing mm-hmm. there in swimsuits and showing their butts and, you know, have major cleavage showing. You can't show nudity on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So explain to me why if, 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 if people in porn can't post nude photos, and most of them know that they cannot do that on Instagram, mm-hmm. and they're not posting it, they're personally being attacked by somebody in that company yeah. who obviously doesn't think porn is okay or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever their morals and beliefs are, they think that porn is disgusting. So I think that it's more of a personal thing versus, you know, a company thing because if they're not posting anything that actually terminates or um, violates their terms, yeah. then, you know, everybody should be taken down. Agreed. And I think, so, too... it's weird. I think, too, aside from it being a personal thing, I think it's, an like, an advertiser thing because I know with, like, platforms like YouTube and Instagram, they're constantly worrying about what their advertisers do and don't want and how to safeguard the platform so that their advertisers are happy. And part of me wonders if they just, they need to make an example out of, out of someone. So they just choose us because we're easy pickings, kind of. We're not going to fight it. We don't have a way to or a means to most of the time. Um, I know a lot of people just assume like porn stars or webcam models or whatever adult industry you're in has all this money, but that's usually not the case. Most of them, especially in webcam, majority of the girls are making minimum wage. Like, it's, there's a very big pay gap between webcam especially. Like, the top girls are killing it, and then everyone else is just getting by. A lot of them have their own day job, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, fortunate fortunate for me, I'm um, I'm in the top. And mm-hmm. I, I don't have to do much. I mean, yeah. there's days where I literally will lip sync with a dildo. And <laughs> I make 500 bucks that day for an hour, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, but it's also taking me years to yeah. get to where I am. Yeah. Seven years. I mean, I was doing it in the first, like, two or three. But this is seven years of being in the webcam eye and going from different sites that, you know, I've had people follow me throughout my entire, throughout the entire time that I've been webcamming. Yeah. So I've gotten to a point where I really don't have to do much. But then, you know, there are people that really have to hustle it. And, but you know what, we all had to, we all had to at yeah. some point, you know, and some of these girls that are, you know, really, really hustling, it's only because they haven't been doing it long. Yeah. And, yeah. or they don't know, or they're not doing it right. I mean, there's really no right or wrong way, but I mean, I know that I've, in the beginning, and even still now, I will watch people on there mm-hmm. just to see what they're doing, see why they're not making money, see why they are making money, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of the time when there's girls on there going, you know, oh my God, I'm so behind my goal, and they complain and talk about how they have bills to pay and everything like that, nobody gets it, like, that's not arousing, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. it's like, Sometimes I want to like teach a school about it. Like, <laughs> Start one of those uh, thing, like, YouTube masterclasses. Yeah. <laughs> you, how dare 
what not to do. Let me help you, you know, make money versus just sitting there looking like a sad puppy. (laughs) So, okay, you said that you've been camming seven years, which means you must have started around the same time I started. So I was, uh, it would have been like 2012, end of 2011, early 2012-ish for me. Yeah. Okay. That's, yep, that's about the same time I, I started. And then I know we were on the same site briefly. I, I didn't join that site until much later in my career, but that's how I met you is that we ended up on the same campsite. And I think I mm-hmm. reached out to you. You were a top girl there. So I was like, okay, I, if I want to be a top girl, yeah. like I'm going to watch her and see what she does and just kind of how you mentioned. And that's how I came across you. Um, yeah. So how did you even discover webcam, like, as a career? How did you find out about it? Oh, man. So, you know, it, every time I tell this story, people look at me with, like, their head tilted, like, what the hell? <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> my I'm really close with my dad. And um, and I can pretty much talk to him about anything. And when I got into it, he had talked about um, Playboy. And he was like, you know, honey, you're so pretty. You could, like, do, like, the non-new stuff for Playboy, and it can open so many modeling jobs for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the way to, to start. And I was like, you know, yeah, because I'm not comfortable getting naked. I don't want to do that. I don't want all the people that know me personally to see me mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? And I, it took me some time, but I, like, researched and did some thinking, and I had submitted photos to Playboy for, like, plenty of the year or of the month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, I guess when I submitted them, they were not, um, like, the time frame had, like, stopped for submissions. Mm-hmm. And I had just missed it by, like, a couple days. And I had gotten an email from the, their uh, casting director, um, like, the next day, and he reached out to me and he was like, hey, I just saw your photos, and I was just so blown away. Um, how would you feel about webcamming for Playboy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? What is that? <laughs> I had no idea. And so I was like, oh, I'm not really sure what that is. If you want to explain to me, then maybe I'll think about it. And he had sent me some links and sent me the, the page, and I had looked at it. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay. You know, like, it's very classy. You know, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to show much. And they were very strict, very, very strict. So I was like, yeah, sure, I could try it out. So I went on there and I signed up and I started webcamming for, for Playboy Live. Um, and I was there for probably about a year. And mm-hmm. in that year, um, I within like a couple months, I was already in the top five. Oh, wow. And it was just kind of, and, and mind you, at the time, I was still living with my mom. So every night that I webcammed, I had to turn the audio off. I made zero sound. It was all visual. Oh, wow. And I don't know how, the, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And did your I mom know what you were funny. doing or no? No, no way. Oh my gosh, my mom would kill me. <laughs> Still to this day, she has no idea. Oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah, but... I, every night, I would do it when everyone went to bed, and I would have no audio, and literally, you just kind of had to sit there, and it was little flashes here and there, because they didn't want you to sit there nude, you couldn't spread, you couldn't show your butthole, you couldn't talk provocatively, it was very strict, they wanted it to be very classy. So, 
I had done that, and I had saved up enough money for my own place, and then I got my own place, and I had heard about a site that they also owned, which was, like, Naked.com, and mm-hmm. a lot of the girls were going from Playboy Live to Naked, because they were like, oh, there's no rules, you can do whatever you want, you know, girls are making more money on here. Mm-hmm. So then I had went to Naked, and I was on Naked for probably about five years. And, I mean, in that time frame, I was also camming on MSC mm-hmm. um, for a little bit just because I was like, oh, there's more traffic on here, too. I kind of wanted to try them all out. Yeah. And um, and then Naked kind of just died down a little bit in their traffic. And so then I was like, you know what? Let's try Cam Soda. I'm not, and I discovered Cam Soda because all the porn stars were camming on Cam Soda. Oh, like the legit porn stars. Yeah, like legit porn stars, like big name porn stars were camming on these on this site, and I was like, hmm, you know, I'm gonna let's try it. <laughs> so yeah. I tried it, and then within that first week, I was, you know, people were hitting, like people from the company were hitting me up, going, "Oh my God, you're doing so well! Like, have you done this before?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, yeah, doing it for a long time." <laughs> and you know, here I am, you yeah. know, kicking ass on that site for the last. Um, almost two years. And that's so, your home currently, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I won't switch to anybody else at this point. Yeah. I am so in love with that site. Good. So in love with that site. It's so. hard to find some place that fits. Like, I, I didn't bounce around much. Yeah. I started on MFC and then I explored Naked in that time at you, but I only did that mm-hmm. because I wanted... You guys had daily payouts if you wanted it. You could cash out every day. Yeah. And that's why I was like, well, yeah. it will be just good to be on here in case, like, there's an emergency or I need to come up with cash really quick. Like, it'll be good to already have it set up. So that's kind of why I did it. Mm-hmm. And then I won top one time, and I was like, well, I'm not going to go back home. <laughs> I just went back to my old yeah. site, and, like, the traffic was just way better. And I think I caught the end of when that site was kind of dying down. But I yeah, will say, you know, Naked was really good to me when I was there. Like, the owner was, he yeah, reached out and very kind, and um, mm-hmm. I do feel bad because I'm not sure how that dissolved or what happened to it, but whoever was running it at the time, I forget his name, but he was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you... No, you, when, you get so, you, when you get so used to a certain site and you try something else new and it's totally different, you're like, eh, I'm yeah. going to resort back to where I came from because it's, it's comfort, it's comfortability. You already mm-hmm. know how a certain site works and... You know, that was kind of me with MSC. I was only on there for a couple months, and I absolutely hated the way it operated. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going back to Naked. Yeah. Well, MSC so, is very hard to break through, and the traffic is very prioritized. And so, like, when you get in MFC, the odds are all against you. It's very hard to make it there. The gap is oh, yeah. huge. Well, like there's the so top... much competition. There's yeah. so many girls on at one time. It's like, that is like a competition zone. And I think that was one of the reasons why I also didn't like it. I mean, I did really well when I was on there, but there was just certain things that I didn't like about it. You know, like mm-hmm. when things would get recorded and I had no knowledge of them being recorded and given to the customers. I was like, wait, what? Excuse me? Like, I don't want that. And then like, if there was a video that I saw on, like, a whole different page, um, like, on a tube site, I was like, hey, do you guys do DMCAs? No, sorry, we don't have time for that. Yeah, they never And that really you. bothered me. Yeah. I so, will say that when I, yeah. probably up until the last, maybe the last three, no, not even, last two years, 
so five so out of the first five years as camming mfc was very not not pro model like they didn't support us in a lot of ways almost mm -hmm. every way but in the last two years they've yeah. really come around and they're really doing a lot more for their girls they do do um um the dmca takedowns now and then they also have okay. all these features that they've built into the platform that help us to like sell videos and do all these things but it has taken them a long time and i think the reason that they yeah. finally like grew and started focusing back on us is because they had competition like other websites were yeah. doing better for their girls and girls were leaving like mm -hmm. like i did you know yeah but yep. and at the time I was on there, it, that's when none of that stuff existed. Like yeah. they, at that time, they didn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's and, why yeah. I was like, you know what? That doesn't work for me because you know we still we're bringing you money. Yeah. You know you need to treat us like you know we matter to you and that we're important because really it's like we're bringing the money, so you need to take care of us too. You know if there's something we're not okay with or you know something that bothers us, you need to be able to be like, you know what? I will go ahead and do that. And that's why I love Naked so much. It's everybody that I ever had in contact, every admin, the owner, the studio owner, they were all about taking care of you. Mm -hmm. And and they did. Like, things were taken down ASAP, you know, mm -hmm. and they didn't hesitate. And that's what I really liked about being on Naked. And at the time, I mean, I haven't been on MSD. I think when I did it was, like, back in, like, 2013, yeah. 14. So mm -hmm. back then it wasn't anywhere... Um, to where it's at now yeah so. when when Change. i was on um mfc when i had first was kind of started because when i when i was most successful was in the beginning on that site and i was like a top 20 girl and i was making all this money and i remember having some troll just like attack me on twitter and i had a convention going up going coming up that i wanted to go to and i think it was in vegas and he was threatening me like threatening to hurt me at the convention and i remember emailing uh, MFC and they just said that there's nothing they can do about it they can't stop people from coming to conventions and I was like you're gonna put me physically at risk by not uh, by allowing this person to come into the convention and then I just they stopped emailing back and I was so turned off by that and that may have been when I decided to leave or look at other options because I was just I was so irritated I'm like this is I've made you so much money I was a top earner at that point so I thought I would have more pull you know like I thought I would matter yeah. and then when I didn't I was like okay well then this isn't going to work long term I need to figure out my options and even if they can't you know even if they have no control over who comes to the conventions and everything you do have control over protecting that person in person mm -hmm. being with that model while they're you know doing this or that or if they're at a booth have someone there from the company or hire a security person to just be able to stand there to make sure that the girls yeah. are protected yeah. and okay. And at those con it's early conventions, they never had security by us. And I think the only security that was even at the conventions was convention security. It wasn't any personal security for any of the booths or any of the vendors. It was just for the... So then know. at that... So see, and then at that point, I would be asking questions like, hey, can I bring my own security yeah. for my own safety? Are you mm -hmm. going to make sure that they have a pass, they can get in, everything like that, so that I can make sure that myself is, you know, that I'm safe mm -hmm. if I go and hire my own security person to stand by me? Yeah, I you wish know, I'd done that. Things like that. Yeah, you know, things like that. There are solutions to every problem. Yes. <laughs> and you just, you have to just ask the questions. Like, you know, if, if, if they had booked me for a booth for an appearance at a convention and, you know, I said, hey, there's, you know, a person threatening me, um, 
you know, is there a way that you guys can help me, you know, get the type in? And if they said no, I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to hire my own person. Um, you either give them a pass so that they're allowed to be with me um, or stand near to watch me. And if you're not, then guess what? I don't want to be here because my safety is more important than being here for an appearance for your company. Yeah. And my I come first. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Me yeah. and my safety comes first. Yeah, I'm glad that they're starting to finally come around and, and see that and give us more support and security and just foster a place where we can grow and flourish and do better and make more money because at the end of the yeah. day, taking care of us is only going to benefit them, you know? Oh, totally. Yep, yeah. 100%. Do, so you had said that you're, you and your dad are really close and that your mom didn't know about webcam when you started. Does your family know now about what you do? Some do. Some do? Some okay. don't. You don't have to get into detail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, my my dad knows. Um, he's known since day one. Because even when I, I when I was told about it, I immediately went to him and was like, Dad, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, honey, I mean, you're an adult. You make your own decisions. Um, you know, just don't stay in it forever. Yeah. And I was like, no, I have no intention of staying in it forever. But you know what? I will rock this for as long as I can until I either get sick of it, want to do something different, or... I find a different career path, you know, mm-hmm. something that I really, truly wanted to do. So, you know, some people in my family do know, um, you know, like my siblings know, um, and that, and my dad, and that's about it. My mom, no way. No mm-hmm. way. <laughs> no way. Her, um, she's, you know, very by the Bible. So she, um, She's got her strong beliefs in certain things, and, you know, this would be just absolutely disgusting in her opinion. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's probably about the only person I have to really, truly hide it from. Everybody else, you know, I've, with my dad, you know, he he's just like, you know what, you're, you're 30 years old. You are your own adult. Your, what you do in your life is your decision. It's your life. It doesn't affect me. I mean, unless I was, like, you know, doing drugs and, you know, ending up in the wrong places and really making poor decisions for myself, yeah, it would affect them as a, you know, as a parent. Yeah. But, you know, I'm super careful and cautious and safe about what I do. So it's not something that I've ever had to make him worry about. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, certain people know. Certain people don't. And, the ones that I have told, you know, they've all been like, really? Oh, that's cool. Well, what do you have to do? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I just tell them briefly, and they're just like, oh, okay, whatever. It's like it doesn't change them. I think at this point, people have just, some people have just become so accepting of things, mm-hmm. and it's kind of nice um, without being questioned, but, you know, then there's certain people that aren't so accepting. Yeah. I so that's that- where I just, I'm like, I find that most people are more intrigued than anything. Like, they have questions. Like, oh, yeah. really? How does that work? Like, that's more yeah. what it is. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because it's different for them. So. Oh, yeah. It's not the run of the mill. I, you know, I work at a bank. Like, I used to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what did you do before, like, for work, before you did webcam, if you don't mind me asking? I worked at Nordstrom. Oh, I, okay. All my jobs have been in cosmetic retail. Okay. Um, I had been doing makeup since I was like 14 years old is when I really started to get like really serious about it. And during high school, you know, I would, I would do, you know, makeup for homecomings and, you know, on my family and everything like that. And 
by the time I was 19, I think my very first cosmetic job was Glamour Shop. Okay. You remember Glamour Shop? I do, yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. some embarrassing I, I, pictures floating around for sure. <laughs> I think we all do <laughs> from that place. But that was my first makeup job, and I had an audition for that job. Oh, and um, Yeah, and I, I got it, and then I, I had worked at Ulta and Nordstrom, and all my jobs had been in cosmetics. And then I was doing freelancing and doing makeup for weddings and photo shoots for people. And, um, you know, people who just wanted their makeup done for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, hey, can you teach me how to do this? Or, you know, whatever, whatever. So that's what I was doing before I started webcamming. Do you think that that's what you'll go back to when you decide to leave webcam? Or do you have, like, any career paths that you're considering for after cam? I do have things in the works, for sure. Um, I, makeup will probably follow me around no matter where I go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've i made so many connections, even with people through webcamming. You know, customers that are like, oh, hey, I'm a, I'm a cinematographer. You know, I have connections. If you want to do makeup, I can get you connected to this person and that person, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's fair and it's available. Um, you know, if, if people ask or if people want to see it, or, you know, maybe I will promote it, maybe I won't. It, it'll always be something that follows me, but it's not something that I would want to do as a career for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, I did always want to do makeup for movies and, like, television shows. I like behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not a front camera person. I'm more of a behind-the-scenes type person. How funny and is that? And I'm like... <laughs> And how funny is that, right? Because you're just like, well, uh, this is kind of a webcam and you are the focus. It's weird. But, but it's, it's different for me because I don't see anybody. Yeah. You feel alone. When I'm on webcam. Yeah. yeah. I just talk to them in a chat box. They're like little robots. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I, I have to look at it. Like, I don't see anybody. And mm-hmm. I'm just staring at myself, basically. And versus in person, I'm, I'm more shy and I'm, I'm more like, oh, God, don't look at me. You know, I get so embarrassed or like, you know, it, it's, so, it's so different. It is different. In person versus on cam. So, you know, I've always wanted to do makeup and movies and, you know, at some point, maybe I will go that route. I have the connections for it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm working on other things, too, um, which... Is more so again behind the scenes, and what will make me a, a good significant amount of money. Um, but then I'm also a face for um, a, a tanning mask oh, nice. that I'm going to be. I've already promoted it on my Twitter before, um, but I'm really going to be cracking down on it once I move to LA because LA is such a influential city. Mm-hmm. You know. That I'm like, you know what, if I can make this mask skyrocket here, I'm going to make it skyrocket everywhere else. Yeah. So, um, so there's, there's things in the works. Um, but, you know, camming has definitely been, um, it, it's been good. Yeah. And it's still good to this day. I think it's only getting better. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'll rock it for however long I can. Um or until I get completely sick of it and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Well, but 
So, because I, I want to ask um, and talk about a bunch of like negatives about Cam too today, but before uh, I know, yeah. before there's so many, <laughs> before we get into there it, is. I want to like focus briefly just like on all the positives so people don't see this as a totally like one sided bashing, you know, conversation because yeah. Cam has provided me with like a thousand wonderful, beautiful things and so many opportunities and the financial. Um, the financial ability to go out and do things that I would never have been able to do before. Like for me personally, Mm -hmm. when I had gotten into cam and I talked about this in the first episode, like my first check was seven grand and I had never seen nor touched nor thought I would ever have that amount of money in my hands at any given time in my life. Like I was, I just, that was not the mindset I had ever been in because that was not my experience growing up. Like I grew up Mm -hmm. super poor and for me, like, even the thought of a vacation, like I would think, oh, well, people go on vacations, but not people like me. Like, I remember that yeah. mindset, like, oh, that's yeah. just not something I'll ever do. And I had accepted it. Yep. And it was never a conversation. It was just something I believed about myself. And then I get into this mm-hmm. career and all of a sudden all my options and all my doors are open. There's literally nothing I can't go out and do all of a sudden, almost yeah. overnight. So there's so many positives, and I just wanted to ask what things you've experienced that you feel webcams completely benefited you. So, you know, I would have to say that the biggest positive for me is is being my own boss and having the time freedom that I have. And, um, and yeah, the financial freedom, too. You know, when you're bringing in thousands of dollars a week or a month, you know, you're able to do pretty much anything you want to do and also be able to take care of the things that you need to take care of without struggling. Yeah. And I mean, there's still times where, you know, there will be very great months and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm struggling a little bit, but you know what? I have to go into it as, you know, it's not going to be good every single time I go on there. You know, mm-hmm. there are dead days, there are high traffic days or, you know, so on and so forth, but you know, money comes and goes. And that's something that I remind myself, um, that, you know, as long as my stuff's taken care of and I don't worry about, you know, a slow day. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what, it'll pick up again. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, not only that, I like, I like having conversations with people and a lot of the people that come into my room, you know, we talk about everyday things or, you know, we talk about music. I know that music is such a big thing in my room. People will come in and be like, hey, can we talk about this album or can we listen to this song and tell me your thoughts? And, you know, the things that I have to say on there, I think it, it's all very relatable mm-hmm. to the people that come into my room. So, you know, I, I do do, you know, my, my you know, golden ticket shows and the things that people are on these sites for, but a lot of the time, it's, people kind of just come on there and into my room for more of a... Um, not a, I don't want to say a companionship, but just to be able to connect with someone that they probably wouldn't be able to connect to in real life. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of people that go, there's no way I could ever talk to a girl like you in real life. And I'm like, you know, girl like me. I really hate that saying and I hate that term, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm there to, you know, make you feel better, whether it's in a sexual way or a non-sexual way. Throughout these years, I've had a lot of people come just because they love talking to me, and they love the attention that I give them, and, you know, the things that we talk about. I always get the, 
oh, you're so genuine, or like, I love just watching you talk, or talk about this, or do that, and, you know, I think people just go there because they want friendship, yeah. and absolutely, they want to feel like, you know, that they matter to someone, and, you know, that's what I'll give, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I think that at some point, like, I think that's like what we all want, is we all want connection, mm-hmm. and I think that, and I've made a lot of friends through camming, yeah. you know, with users. Like, I've made friends with these people, and, you know, and, and some of them personally, where I actually talk to them and, you know, get to know them. But I have to know that you're, you know, you're not going to come show up at my house in the middle of the night or something, you know, yeah. make sure you're not, like, some creepy stalker, which I have had that yeah. in the past. Um, but, you know, I think for me, webcamming, it, it does open a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. you know whatever anybody has going on in their life you know whether you're a parent or you're not whether you just want to travel and you know do this or do that or pay for something you know as far as like school like yeah. if you want to go be this you can financially pay for it you know mm-hmm. I think that's why even strippers you know are strippers because they know that the, it's easy money and you know then they can go pay for their college yeah. and do something different so it is very financially, um, it does give you a lot of financial freedom. It, for me, it's more of the time freedom and being my own boss. Yeah. And really having control over everything that I do. Yeah. And, and if you don't like it, you can leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what's interesting, too, because when you say that, like, the the perspective I find is that a lot of people – immediately associate webcam with porn as probably they should now that we know that but they just think that like we're online doing a full-on show constantly when that's like one percent of what we do we're companions we're (laughs) therapists we're friends we're career advice we're a thousand other Mm -hmm. cats before we're that one and a lot of the time Mm -hmm. like I'm not even that one you know like I've I've gone months and months and months without ever getting naked online or ever yeah. doing a show. So it's like the yeah. stigma, it, especially for webcam, particularly for webcam, I think is super unfair because a lot of the time it's not what people think it is. Um, and yeah. even when it is, I mean, what does it matter, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what it's technically there for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's there as a sexual stimulant, but here's the thing is that, like, everybody's so different. Yeah. And, you know, again, it it all comes down to what you allow to show as far as yourself or the, or the person that you're, you know, um, um, bringing to the table. So, like, you know, my model character, you know, versus who I am in real life, a lot of it, I, I'm very much the same person when I go on there. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely more bubbly. Um, I'm more, you know, more energetic. energetic. Yeah. Versus, you know, in person, I'm very cool, calm, and collected, very chill, laid back, you know, not as bubbly, but, you know, if I go out, I'll have a good time. But when I'm on there, you you really have to remember to, you know, keep certain things private or, you know, so on and so forth. But there are girls that go on there with the strict intent of just getting naked, doing what they need to do, and then getting off. They give no room for for, you know, connection. users to talk to them with yeah. a true connection as a person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's fine. You know, that that is their that is their thing. That is their right. If that's how they want to play it and it works for them, great. But then there are those few people that go on there and 
people just connect with them because of their personality. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you have to sell a personality for yeah. sure. And when I have people come to me going, oh, I want a webcam. How do I do it? I'm like, look, <laughs> <laughs> it is it's easy and it's not easy. Yeah. Um, but the things that I tell people, be bubbly, be attentive. You know, you have to. You have to connect with these people. And, and even if you don't want to, you know, you just have to make sure you're giving them attention. There are girls that sit there on their phones. There's yeah. girls that, you know, will walk around and do whatever they want with no interaction. Mm-hmm. And I'm very interactive with everybody, yeah. every single person. So, you know, you're not going to get much if you're not interactive. And I think that a lot of these people just come on in because they just want interaction with a pretty girl. And it doesn't even have to be sexually. But then, you know, there are still those people that do go on there for the intent of sexual arousal, And, you know, we're there for that, too. But I think it's, you know, I, I will sit there for an hour and talk and do all my silly stuff. And then I'll be like, okay, guys, let's do a show. Mm-hmm. I love you. And, um, <laughs> Let's do it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I still do it, but, you know, sometimes I don't. But, you know, and that's okay because they still come back. So. Yeah. So, okay, and I have a question, too, because for me personally, like, I do find in my chat room, like, it's hard to have this balance with the people watching me where it's like, okay, X amount of you want the sexual side. X amount of you just want to be friends and you want to tell me about your day and know about my day. And then there's this other... I would say equal chunk of people in the room that are literally there for like a therapy session and they want to tell you about everything going wrong with their life and all these things and usually they're they're pretty traumatic and bad things and I feel like a lot of the times it's like for me to be there for them because I want to connect and I want them to have a friend in me and I want to provide that because that's clearly what they so desperately need at that time in their life but at the same time it's like man you're sucking all the energy out of me because this is draining. Like I have my own problems and my own struggles and my own, you know, things going on that I had to turn off so that I could log on right now. And then you're telling me about all this other stuff. And it's like, how, oh man, it's such a hard line to walk. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, you have to remember that when you log on your personal life, you have to turn it off and that's non-existent at that point. And all the problems and issues that you're having personally in your life, if you can't disconnect and go online and, you know, be that bubbly person, then maybe you shouldn't go online at all. And, you know, there are days where if I'm in a funk and I'm not really feeling it, like, and I know that if I go on there and I can't, and I, you know, I can't change my, you know, the way I feel, I won't get on. Yeah. Or if I do get on and people can see that I'm not my normal bubbly self, you know, I'll be like, you know what, guys, I'm going to log off. I'll be back on tomorrow. I need a day. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. The thing is, is that everything is all in your control. Mm -hmm. And if you know that you're having a shit-ass day and you, you know, can't go online, don't go online. Because if you can't disconnect the two, then, you know, you need to just not be on there. Yeah. And, you know, but then there's those people that literally will frustrate you while you're online. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, shit, you made my blood boil. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because of, you know, trolls that'll come in and say something mean or, you know, whatever. And before it used to really bother me when people would go in my room and be like, oh, look at this dirty ass or, you know, mm-hmm. saying 
something so negative. And I'm like, okay, well, then why are you here? And it used to actually upset me that people would attack me on there because I'm, I'm someone who grew up bullied from mm-hmm. the time I was in third grade up until basically an adult. I've always been bullied, bullied for my look, bullied for freaking no reason or reasons that I had no idea. Always has been bullied. So anything negative coming out of people's mouths used to really have an effect on me. It was like flashback, PTSD of all the things that people used to say about me. Mm-hmm. And it used to really bother me. But, you know, as I've gotten older, everything negative thing that these people will say to me, you know, online that will attract me. And I'm like, you know what? There's a reason there is a ban button. So mm-hmm. I just hit that ban button. The message goes away and I go, Zero effect on me. Yeah. Anything negative out of anybody's mouth has zero effect on me now because you know what? You are not in my personal life. You don't do anything for me personally. So I'm not going to let your shit, I'm not going to let my energy, you know, manifest in what they said. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to let that affect me because it's not true and these people don't know me. So I had to really grow from that and you know, really learn that, you know, there's nothing that, they, that anybody can say anymore that is going to affect me because that's what they want and they want yeah. a reaction from you. Absolutely. And guess what? I'm not going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why there's ban buttons and block buttons and mm-hmm. I'm all for them. So. I mean, being on cam too, it kind of, it gives you a thick skin after so long. Like you get really bulletproof after a while. Like yeah. you can say oh, whatever totally. you want. You don't actually know me personally. Like what does it matter? Like just, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you had any negative experiences like online webcamming that stick out to you? Like any stories or anything like that? I you know, I've had one. <laughs> I, in, let's see, when I was on Mason, I had um, actually played like live, actually, if I really want to go back. There was this one user, and, and it sucks because I, would, I hate to even give him the attention because yeah. if he still listens and watches me then he's gonna be like hey, 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 I got mm-hmm. to this girl but you know he was a user that followed me from the beginning um I had blocked him because of something he had said he created a whole new username and pretended to be a whole new person and I had no idea and then he was a really great customer at that point and he was really awesome and we were doing Skype shows and we were you know he was spending money or whatever and you know he, from what I have learned, was that people can hack into your information as far as, like, your IP address and everything like that through Skype. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. And when I was told all this information, I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, this guy started, like, saying things to me, like, oh, you used to live here? Or, hey, you know, you really shouldn't post that, you know, you live on blah, 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 address. And I was like, well, how did you know that? Well, he has literally found out all this information about me, my name, my first name, my last name, where they lived, my mom, my mom's phone number. Like, he literally just started digging into my personal life. And it's not hard to do. It made me so paranoid and gave me so much anxiety. And that went on for years, for years. And I did, you know, I would go to the admins and be like, I need you to block 
this state or block this person, terminate their account. I don't know, whatever you need to do. And I actually even did a police report on it because he was constantly harassing me, um, texting my phone without even me giving him my number and, you know, um, finding all my social, my personal social media accounts and messaging me on them. I'm like, oh my God, it became very scary. And, you know, I had to finally pay the dude to leave me alone. Jeez. Um, yeah, <laughs> I had to pay him to leave me alone. That's and um, then he finally did. And I mean, who knows? He could still be talking to me on Cam Soda, and I have no idea. But as far as the harassment goes, I haven't gotten anything since he was paid to leave me alone. But um, it's still really scary. I think that's probably the most negative thing about it is that you'll find those certain people who get very, very, very obsessed with you and we'll stop to no end to find out who you really are and, you know, where you're from and because they want to find you, mm-hmm. even if it's just to meet you. It's scary. I, I mean, I've heard so many different scary stories about how people have actually showed up to people's houses. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's scary. You know, we're not here for you to come harass us. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's probably the only negative thing I, I ever have to say about webcamming is that just, Safety. It's, it's still scary. Yeah. Yeah, safety. It's, it's the biggest thing. So, you know, one wrong thing that you do and one wrong piece of information you give someone, some people go deep and want to find out. So, no, that's probably absolutely. the only negative thing I have to say. Yeah. When you said yeah. that, how you found out that you had a boyfriend, how have you, like, how has dating played out with your career in webcam? Well, currently I'm single. But um, the last two boyfriends that I had, um, they knew about it. Um, they didn't care. They were mm-hmm. like, cool. If you ever need me to join you, I'll join you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. It, it, I think it's because, you know, it, it's a maturity thing. Not all men can handle their girlfriends or wives doing it because they don't want these other men seeing their women. Um, naked or, you know, then their wives or girlfriends giving other men attention, you know, I, I think it's a maturity thing and it's definitely a mindset thing. Um, for me, you know, luckily my boyfriends had, or my exes, I should say, um, didn't care and they knew that it was just a job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them thought it was hot. They were like, oh, cool. You know, mm-hmm. and I think for them, it was, it was they had me personally. Yeah. And, that was the difference, is that none of these men had me personally and um, in person, mm-hmm. and none of these people were having sex with me, so I, they still had something no one else had. Yeah. And they were with me every day, and they saw who I was every day, and we did things every day. So to them, it never bothered them. And, um, you know, even now, you know, if I, when I do you know, date or find somebody, you know, I I would be very upfront with it. This is what I do. Yeah. Are you okay with it or are you not okay with it? Because if you're not, then I might not be the girl for you. Yeah. And it's, again, it's a maturity thing, I feel like. And people need to know the difference and separate the difference between, you know, it being a job versus it being a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Have you- I would say it hasn't negatively affected me yet. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever had it, like, when you had, like, an argument or anything with your boyfriend at the time, was it ever something that got thrown in your face or that was held over you, did you feel like? Never. Really? Never. 
You had very mature boyfriends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah never. Honestly, no. It, it is. Um, you know, I think the only time it was ever thrown in my face is if I was just sexually tired. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, if if you know, if I was just so tired because I'm like, oh my god, I do this every day. Yeah. You know, I, I need a break. You know, but then I'm offline and they know that I'm, you know, now my own person. They're like, oh, hey, babe, let's, you know, mm-hmm. or they're trying to, you know, get me routed. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I am tired. I just got done doing this shit. Like, <laughs> I, I just want to relax. I want to not be sexualized for once. Yeah. That was probably the only issue or time that it would kind of get, you know, become a problem because they're like, oh, man, now you're tired. Like, you know, then there's no time for them. Yeah. Or they're, you know, they couldn't, you know, have that kind of connection with me because, you know, I had just got done doing a show and now my shit's like robbing and tired and like, oh, look good. <laughs> and, you know, so that's probably been the only time, but as far as like anything else, no, never been an issue. But it's very rare that I'm, you know, saying, I'm tired and done. Yeah. Like, and I think at that point they knew that if I just got done being online, they're going to give me time. And they're like, oh, she just got done. I'm going to leave her alone for a little bit. Or, you know, I'm not even going to try and have sex with her right now. I'll wait till later. Then it, it became a thing where they knew when the timing was right. Yeah. So definitely, it eventually became not a problem. No, I've, I've totally been there, and I agree with what you're saying, too, because it's, like, it's not even the act of, like, having done a show and, like, and logging offline and being exhausted from that, but it's also how you said being sexualized. Like, I don't want to be looked at like that right now. I just want to put on yeah, sweatpants and watch me. Netflix. Hug and... me. Yeah, exactly. Hug me. <laughs> Let's cuddle. Yeah, yeah take me on a I don't care. <laughs> you just love me. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 and I think they know. I think that's something that they, they catch on to, you know. If you're very open with your partner about, you know, what you're doing and, you know, explain it in a way where you're like, look, I have to sell a fantasy on here. Or, you know, I'm selling a friendship. Or, you know, whatever it may be. You know, they have to know that if this is something that we do for hundreds of people or thousands of people or millions of people, all we want is just, you know, for them to just love us. (laughs) Because that's not what we're online for. But personal life is just very much different. And there will always be time for, you know, um, it's intimate bedroom stuff with your significant other. I mean, there's never not time for that, I feel like, you know, before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning or mm-hmm. if you're just hanging out at home, you know, it can still be done while still webcaming. Yeah. Or, you know, for people who do mainstream, actually, or mainstream and actually have to have sex with their coworkers and, they come home and they don't want to have sex. I feel like that's very different, like, from what we do. You know, we're by ourselves. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to have sex with anybody, personally. Yeah. Um, in our job. But, you know, yeah, it's that whole, like, not wanting to be sexualized and just be like, look, I want to throw a sweater on and some sweats and mm-hmm. let's just <laughs> cuddle and watch a movie. That's all I need right now. <laughs> totally. No, I couldn't agree more. Um... So this is something we kind of talked about, I think on DM or Twitter messaging or whatever, but you had said that you you kind of wanted to like talk about and express 
the dynamic between porn and webcam because although we we now agree that yes it is all porn because we've looked it up extensively <laughs> but um mm-hmm. we kind of wanted to talk about like how there's a stigma within our industry even where like porn stars look down on webcam girls or webcam girls look down on porn stars or then there's this this overlap where there's girls doing both and they don't have an issue with either side what are your feelings yeah. on that um, you know, I've, I've heard stories where, you know, certain porn stars, um, sometimes very top-named porn stars, you know, have been said, have been asked, like, oh, hey, would you ever consider webcamming? Ugh, no, that's, like, bottom-of-the-barrel crap, you know, or mm-hmm. no way, that's just boring, that's not going to make me money. Well, guess what, honey, sometimes these webcam girls are making more money than you are. Usually <laughs> a lot more, Yeah. A lot more, you know, I can, some, I mean, not to put out, like, you know, what I make a day or a week or a month, but, you know, there was a time where every single day I was online, I was making $2,000 or $3,000. Mind you, certain websites give, certain websites give out daily bonuses, mm-hmm. weekly bonuses, and monthly bonuses mm-hmm. um, that are thousands of dollars. Yeah. So it's like sometimes these girls on webcam, top names or you know top models on here are making more than porn stars are. Yeah, and we have to do half the work that you're doing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's funny when I hear certain people talk about how webcam is so negative and how it's like literally like level one versus them being a level ten as far as like what they do and like the entitlement of them being better than everybody else and and, and this doesn't go for all of them because I know not all of them are like that just I've heard different stories of certain people that have said these things and I'm like that's funny because you know if you did it you would literally make a killing Mm -hmm. because you already have the following followers you all you already have the fans like I don't know why they look so down upon it I'm like that's just so bizarre to me because you have it, and if you just go on there, it's live. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I feel like nowadays, want live, mm-hmm. not let me go watch it on the website. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'm like, if you do it live, dear, you would make so much money. Yeah. So it's funny that they just have this look on it as if like we're just these bottom feeder fish, you know? But mm-hmm. and and at that point, I just like I'm like, okay, whatever. But you know, then there's the webcam girls that think, you know, people who do mainstream porn is disgusting. Yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Me, personally, there's no way that I could go into mainstream. And I've always said that. Yeah. Only because it's so much, and this could just be me being silly, but I feel like it's so much more open to the public versus webcam. Yeah. Like, you are now more seen to people. And... I've always been kind of a private person in a way mm-hmm. that I, I, you know, made my webcaming in, in a bubble, you know, like I didn't do social media for the longest time because I never wanted to promote it. I never wanted to be big. I never wanted to be known. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to be one of those girls who I pop on, hey, make money, pop off and like no one knows who I am until I get back on again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just think of it as, you know what? These people are the most safe people. You know, they have to get tested. Yeah. They have to be clean. You know, and, and really, it's, it's 
kind of just more of a personal preference. If you're okay with it, you're okay with it. If you're not, that's your own personal thing. I don't look at people who do mainstream porn as disgusting. I know that it's still a job, and we're all still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just whether you're doing it with someone versus doing it by yourself. Yeah, I think um, it's just a safety thing, too. It's like, why would I put myself yeah. at risk out there with someone else and with producers who have sexually, you know, harassed porn stars or actresses and things yeah. like that when I can be in the safety of my own home, not driving somewhere, not, you know, going through yeah. all this hassle and make more money still. Like, I, I th- yeah. especially because most porn stars get paid per scene, and it's not an incredible mm-hmm. amount of money unless you're some big, no. literally, celebrity porn star, like... You know, so and um, even then, and even then, sometimes they don't. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. It, it, I like the no one can touch me type thing because yeah. you know, I, I that's still where I have to balance myself and who I allow into my intimate part of me as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know when I do my webcam shows and I bring in someone who's you know, well-named. Um, <laughs> it's funny because, you know, people will ask me, like, oh, my God, like, you got in a porn star. Does this mean you're going to start doing porn? And I'm like, no, no, hold on. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going into mainstream just because I brought one porn star into my camp show. Mm-hmm. And really how that came about, I never even thought in a million years that would happen. But it happened. Mm-hmm. And... You know, but I've also, um, you know, when I do the webcam shows, yes, it's, it's porn, but it's live sex. That's what we're doing. But here's the thing is that, like, I'm not doing that in front of a whole team of people. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say I can never do mainstream because I still think of sex as being an intimate thing, whether it's professional or not professional. Mm-hmm. But there's no way that I could be having sex in front of a team of people because now I've just allowed all these people into it. Yeah. And this is just, just the way I view it. Like, when you're at home and you're having sex with your significant other, do you have a team of people watching you no. or filming you? <laughs> no, it's, it's personal, you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, even though I can um, separate the two as far as personal and, you know, professional, when we get on camera, it's very much professional. We, you know, we're on there to make money and, you know, to do the live show. But I'm also not doing it with a team of people, you know, watching me and filming me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've gotten asked and approached by so many people in mainstream forums. Hey, would you ever want to shoot content with me? Or, hey, would you ever want me to join your show or whatever? And I'm like, no, you know, respectfully, no. Yeah. Um, I... I didn't do this show with this person with the intent of doing it with everybody. Yeah. And that's just kind of where I need to, that's where my balance came in because I was like, I'm not going to just have sex with everybody and anybody mm-hmm. and call it professionalism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still very much um, a one-man woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, but like I said, it just kind of... Flipped and fell into my hands, and I was like, "Hey, why not?" Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but it, it, I still never went into it with the intent of, of joining mainstream and, and doing it with a bunch of people because that's where I needed to remember to 
you know, balance that because in my previous relationship, I was a swinger. And, um, you were a what? In my, I was a swinger in my personal life. Mm. Um, you know what that, you know what that is, right? No. (laughs) You know? Okay, Mm. so a swinger (laughs) is basically, um, somebody who has sex with other people while in a relationship. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so like me and my partner then, yeah, so me and my partner then, you know, we would, we, we joined a swinger site, we would meet couples or singles and, you know, bring them into our personal sex life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, after a while, I was like, okay, I'm done with that. You know, I just want it to be me and the person I'm with. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. Like, why do we have to have sex with other people? I mean, I get that, you know, it's, it's personal preference. Some people are really down for it and some people are just not. Me, personally, you know, the, the relationship I had before, I was cheated on throughout mm-hmm. the entire relationship. And that's such a hurtful feeling yeah. to be portrayed and cheated on and basically thrown in my face that, you know, you weren't good enough to mm-hmm. be with one-on-one. And when I caught into my my other relationship and he was like, yeah, I'm a swinger and you know, I've been a swinger for the last 10 years or whatever. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay. Yeah. But, well, let's try it. And I did it, and I was just like, it's not for me. Personally, it's not for me. I don't like having sex with all these people, like, especially people I don't know, personally. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's all just for sex. Yeah. I, I, I had trouble with it. And, you know, at, at one point, I was like, look, you can go ahead and have sex with girls. I don't care. I personally don't want to have sex with a bunch of dudes. And that's where my webcamming came into, because with that, I was like, this is where I still have to balance you know, mm-hmm. what I want sexually, you know, for myself mentally and emotionally, I don't want to have sex with a bunch of people. I mm-hmm. really don't. So, you know, whether it's personal or, or professional, I don't want to do that to myself because, again, we're all still human, and even though we can separate the two, we still have, um, have emotions. And, you know, we still, things like that can still affect us and, um, you know, for me, I just—I have nothing against anybody who is in mainstream porn. I think it—I think it takes a lot of courage and bravery to, yeah. you know, allow yourself to be so open with so many people in this world. And you know, I applaud them for it. I think it's great. You know, if, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do, and if they're happy doing it, that's awesome. That's their life. It has zero effect on me. Mm-hmm. So I don't look down upon anything that they do. Um, and I just kind of would hope that they wouldn't look down upon webcamming, you know, and and who knows, maybe they could be jealous of the fact that we don't have to do all the stuff that they have to do, and we're making just just about the same amount of money, if not more sometimes. Yeah, true. So who knows, who knows what it is, but all I know is that we're all hearing the same thing, and to me, it's like we should just all be applauding and supporting Especially supporting each you other know, because there's so much we're up against, like, yeah. together, you know? But, yeah, no, I agree. I wish that just everyone in the industry could support each other. And then there was that whole argument that was about whether cam girls are sex workers. And, like, I really – I didn't get into it and I didn't look into it, so I probably shouldn't speak as much on it just for transparency. But, like, how do you not consider what you're doing sex work? Because we're not physically having sex. Like, I guess that falls along the same lines of whether you think you're a porn star or not, because it is a gray area, but 
I mean, I don't see how you can't consider it sex work. I don't know. I don't call myself a porn star, but I will say that webcamming is a form of porn because of, you know, the, the erotic behavior with the intent to cause that sexual excitement, mm-hmm. you know. So what we do is porn, but I don't call myself a porn star. And people will ask me, oh, are you a porn star? And I'm like, no, not really. Because yeah. I look at porn stars as the people in mainstream. They are stars. Like celebrities, yeah. For their, for their performance. And, you know, a lot of work goes into that. You know, mm-hmm. they have scripts. They do full-on little movies of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this is what the movie's about today, you know, Runaway Bride or whatever, you know. Yeah. They put in far, so much more work than we do. Mm-hmm. And... And that's where I'm like, don't call me a porn star. I feel like that that name and label is, I, I don't deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they do far much more work. Not only, you know, are they reading scripts and memorizing lines and acting and then having sex with people, they always, they have to maintain their bodies and mm-hmm. being safe and making sure they're, you know, their line of work they definitely do far more than we do. And, you know, I could never call myself a porn star. Yeah, ever. I agree. <laughs> so, and I think it's just because of the difference of the work that they put in versus well, the work we put in. Mm-hmm. We really don't have to do much. We're not sitting there with a script and lines and memorizing and, you know, making sure we give it our all. Mm-hmm. We're there talking, chit-chatting, interacting, and it's live, and then we do a show. Mm-hmm. Like, if we like, choose to, yeah. 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 So, you know, I don't I don't consider webcam girls as porn stars. And I think that that name... I think your point is, on control is really important because in our setting, and in the context of a webcam girl, we have the ultimate control. We can ban people, kick them out. We can log on or not log on. We can do a show, not do a show. We can literally be on your phone and do nothing if you want you can we have ultimate control whereas in Uh porn like you're expected to show up you're expected to do this kind of scene even if you don't enjoy it you're gonna have to fake it you're an employee at that point yeah yeah and then there's also so much that goes on in a porn set i remember watching all the drama with um and with jenny Bly and with um evil what is it i forget their name but they yes with them saying that you know, there was misconduct on that set, and this whole debate blew up about can you yeah. rape a porn star if you're in mm. in a scene? And it's like, man, oh like, yeah, you can. Yeah, how how are <laughs> you? Yeah, you can. What what about consent? Do people in 2019 not understand? It blows my mind. Blows my mind. You know, you know whether it's, it's consent or you know the um, how it, it's going down. You know, like it's if they're doing something that you don't like or, you know, something that just doesn't feel right, you should be able to stop and be like, hey, you know what? I don't like this. Um, you know, like if you're someone who doesn't like rough sex, I feel like they get very made aware of how the set's going to go and what the scene's about and, you know, what type of sex it is. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Then again, I'm not there. I yeah. don't know. But I feel like, they should be aware of what they're getting into, and then they have the, you know, the the right to say yes or no. But if yeah. there's something that 
really bothering you during your scene? Like, you know, what if he's, like, slapping you in the face and spitting in your mouth and you don't like that? Yeah. You should be able to stop and be like, you know what? I Especially like if you didn't agree to do it. that, if that wasn't Especially, what yeah. you were booked And if for. you didn't agree to do it. So, yeah, but, you know, I, and I just think that everybody, you know, should be able to speak up and say what they don't like. But I know that I, I didn't remember hearing about this, about, you know, can you rape somebody on a porn set or yeah. can you rape a porn star? And, you know, yeah, I, you're not, your job doesn't define who you are and your feelings and what's going on. You know, would mm-hmm. I want to be manhandled and spit on and grabbed and clapped and say, hell no, no, yeah. I do not. Yeah. But, you know, if somebody does that, I'm going to speak up and say I don't like that. Yeah, you and, know, and or, just you for know, the people listening to that, yeah, yeah, that there were pictures of her being bruised. So for the context of people listening who might not know what we're talking about, there's a, a pretty popular cam girl and porn star, I guess, I don't know if she wants that title, but she tried one scene or one movie with uh, another cam girl that was popular or is popular, um, and Evil Angel produced it. And she had experience on set during her scene. It seemed like she was misled into thinking that it was going to be a very vanilla scene. It was more about her and the other cam girl versus the male actor in the scene and all of these things. And she had specific requests outside of it being a vanilla scene about like her own personal stuff where like, can you please cover the scar that I'm self-conscious about? Because I, I edit it in my videos because it bothers me and things like that. And when they mm-hmm. went to do the scene, not only were like those things she asked for, like the editing out of her scar and stuff, not not done to my understanding. Um, but during the scene, it was not a vanilla scene. Like there was choking and there was um, like urine and there was all of these things that she was not agree- in agreement with during the scene, as well as from what I remember, I hope I'm correct on this, being fondled like by the producer. And she felt very violated. She at one point claimed that she was choked so much that she blacked out. Like, that is not okay whether well, you're working it's, or not. It's not. It's not okay, but at the same time, she has full right and full control to be able to stop that at any point. Yeah. And that's where there's that fine line of where women can go and do a scene and finish it out and then be like, oh, I was raped. You know, it no. You don't get to claim that after you finish the whole thing. Here's my, and this is just my opinion about it. If you don't like something and you're on a set and, you know, things are going down that you did not sign up for, stop that shit. Put a stop to it. Don't wait till you finish the whole thing to then say something. You have full right for your body and what happens to it and, you know, what you're there for and if it's not what was said and it completely goes south stop it at right there and there at that point in time and be like this is not what i signed up for mm-hmm. this is not what i agreed to um so this either needs to change now or i'm not doing it and i know that a lot of the time you know they don't want to do that because then they don't get paid or then they get you know you know fine for a cancellation fee or whatever but you know i to me i'm like no amount of money should be worth, you know, your body and your mental health and your emotional health and your sexual health as far as what happens to you. You know, if, if that shit was going down with me and I didn't like it and I just lost my 
thousand dollar paycheck and I had to pay five hundred dollars for canceling it, fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, cool. Yeah. Because this is not what I allow mm-hmm. for me and my body and what I'm, you know, because it's still even if it's professional and everyone's there professionally to get a job done, it still takes a toll on you mentally. I don't care what anyone says. No, <laughs> so I totally agree. I, it's subconsciously it's still taking a toll on your mental health and your physical health and, you know, your emotional health and to me, I just think if that's just going down, you should stop it. Yeah. Stop well, it at see, that point in time. I don't know. I, I agree with you because you every woman should have a right. And I'm very passionate about when it comes to women's rights because of my own experiences in life and like what mm-hmm. how women are perceived and in, in especially when it comes to rape or harassment or things like that. But and I agree, women should be able to speak up and be like, this is not what I agreed to. Stop everything right now. Either we're going to go to what we signed up for or we're not going to do this. But in the moment, like as a woman who has been sexually assaulted and has not spoken up when I was being violated, I also understand mm-hmm. that feeling where it's like, you just don't, you're frozen. You don't say anything because yeah. you have this pressure or the person feeling. is so much more powerful than you, whether financially or influentially or older than you or they're the adult and you're the child, whatever the situation is. Like, I also understand that dynamic where it's like, you don't speak up until afterwards. So I don't know with that situation, I I see it. I can relate with that. I can relate with that too from Mm -hmm. my own personal experience, you know, and then I think at that point, you know, if you are frozen and you know, you don't have that mental strength strength to stop something at that moment in time. And you know, you are frozen and you can't say something to the end people need to be able to have a conversation about it afterwards. You yeah. know, you need to be able to go to these people and these companies and be like, you know what? I was in such a state of shock as far as what was happening mm-hmm. that I couldn't say something at that time. But now that I've processed that and I can talk to you about it, that was not okay. That yeah. was not what I signed up for. I don't appreciate that and you know you should be able to talk to these people and these people should be able to respond back and be like I'm sorry or you know what can we do to change it yeah you know in the future whatever happens you know whatever they need to be able to communicate I feel like their communication in this industry is not a freaking it's a joke like it just sucks yeah and but that's only because people don't know how to communicate these things and you know, they'll just be like, okay, bye, give me my paycheck and walk out. But then they go home and then they deal with that kind of trauma. Yeah, especially and, in real form because when you're doing something physically, there's so much more there's so much more involved mentally because you are physically doing something. Mm-hmm. Where like me, if I yeah. didn't like a show I did or if I don't want to do the show that people are expecting me to, it's like, you know what, guys? I, I'm just not going to do this today. Sorry. Sorry you guys showed up. No, you're your own boss. Yeah. Yeah. You're your own boss. You don't have to do a damn thing. Me, personally. Yeah. I don't do anal stuff in any of my shows. Mm-hmm. Do people want it? Yeah, hell yeah. They always ask for it. Yeah. But I'm like, nope, sorry. But yeah. that's because I have full control over what I do and what my shows are about. And if they don't like it and if they don't want to join, I'm not holding a gun to their head. Mm-hmm. They don't have to join. You know, it's... I don't care. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. If you want to see it, cool. Join the show. If not, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's the the positive part of webcaming is that you do have full control over what you do. And 
what you don't have to do, you know? And yeah. no, like I said, no one touches us. So there's no room for, you know, something that happened to us that we're not yeah. comfortable with yeah. versus people on set. And I've heard a lot of different kinds of horror stories and, you know, it's sad, you know, but I feel like, you know, there needs to be some type of better way of everyone communicating and making sure that, hey, this is what's going to go down. Agree or disagree? Yeah. You know, like or a checklist, you know, but silent, more. Yeah. 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 I, know. I feel able to communicate. I feel bad about that, what happened to her, because a lot of what happened after was completely public. Like, in in a way, it was good, because she needed to expose what happened. So it was very much on her Twitter and, like, speaking out about it. But yeah. if she truly didn't feel like she was assaulted, then she wouldn't have taken screenshots. She wouldn't have taken pictures of her bruises right after her film. You know, like, things like that as yeah. a, a victim of sexual assault, too. And, like, okay, I know, I know why she did that, because she felt this way. I felt that way. And I haven't spoken up, yeah. so... I agree. The conversation in talking, which is funny because the whole world doesn't want to talk about sex publicly. And then what? The girls in porn don't want to talk about it either. Or the men in porn, like the producers of porn. Why aren't we talking about this? This is insane. Why are we being quiet? Like we're the ones that need to to speak up. You know, we need to set the standard and set the bar. And I don't think that's, I, I worry that's not being done because a lot of the people producing porn are men. A lot of the people in porn are women. And then when you get on a set, there's there's always going to be that power dynamic, and I don't I don't really care how big a star or porn star you might be, you're still a woman, and a man will always overpower you unless you've developed that strength in your voice to be like, nope, that's not happening. And a lot of women don't. Well, you know, and it goes for it goes for men too. You know, I've also true. gotten true. men um, men's views on you know what the, you know that are in the industry, and you know they matter too, mm-hmm. and you know. You know, men can be raped. Yeah. <laughs> Not just women. Yeah. Men can be raped. You know, men can be violated. And, you know, I just, I think everybody just needs to be on the same page. page yeah. Going into it, they all need to be on the same page. It needs to get talked about. Um, <laughs> you know, whether you're, again, professional and personal. When you go home, it's, it's very personal. Whether you know how to separate the two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... It, you're still human, you know, and I think, you know, as, you know, these professional companies, they need to be able to not just think about it as a a selling standpoint, they need to make sure that they're taking care of, you know, the people as well, Mm -hmm. and everyone just needs to be able to communicate, and everybody needs to be on the same page. I feel like that's really what it all boils down to. Absolutely, and it's almost the same with with webcam. Where I'm like, if the cam sites take care of the models, you you stand to make more money. And I would imagine in porn, it would be the same way. If you're taking care of your actors and actresses, you're gonna have more people eager to work for you. You're gonna put out more content. And you're gonna make more money. So I don't understand why the people running things, whoever they may be, um, why they haven't considered that, or why they're they'd rather cut their loss and cut the income that they could potentially be earning to touch some girls or to, you know, to mislead actors or actresses into doing things that they weren't comfortable doing or things that crossed their personal boundaries. I, I don't see how long-term that's sustainable for any company, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. That's my business expertise for you. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. You know, it's, it's really unfortunate and it's really sad and, you know, I wish, 
that, you know, people didn't feel the need that they had to be quiet mm-hmm. or, you know, that they're going to just take it home and bottle it up or, you know, deal with it there because they need to be professional and, you know, that's their job. Like, no. Mm-hmm. To me, again, there's a whole amount of money worth having something done to you that you're not okay with and then it's having a, a negative effect that. on you mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you should still put yourself first. Do you feel like having a really strong support system is like absolutely important and critical for anything in the adult industry because I think that without my support system personally like I don't know if I would have done it or would continue doing it like I lean so hard on my husband and on my mom and on my friends who the ones that are aware of what I'm doing like I lean so hard on them when things are bad or when I'm struggling or when there's no money coming in or all of those factors you know I think having a strong support system is so critical. Um, yes. You know, whether you find it in family or friends or um, co-workers mm-hmm. um, or even just, I mean, I don't, I'm my own support system. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I love being able to, you know, talk to other people and vent and lean on people if I need to, but I'm very much a, I don't like to tell people my problem yeah, yeah. type person, so I like to keep it to myself, and I'll handle it myself, but, you know, I, it is very important because, you know, at some point, if you don't have somebody to lean on or talk to or express what's going on or, you know, just to have someone clapping for you, you know, you, this is, again, where kind of the depression thing kicks in, that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it eventually takes a toll on you. And, again, it all kind of goes back to the balance. Yeah. You have to be able to balance this kind of work with yourself because if you get lost in it, you will become depressed. And, you know, you have to be able to remember who you are and do the things that you really enjoy and get out there and remember that there's more to me than just webcamming. Yeah. You know, your whole attention doesn't need to be there, or your whole attention doesn't need to be in porn and mainstream and filming all the damn time. Go out, travel, take some time for yourself. Go, you know, surfing. Go do a hobby. Go hang out with people, you know, and make real connections. I think that it's still very much important to have a balance. Totally. And Especially the real Again, where you part. find support, where you find it is where you find it. And mm-hmm. even if you only have one person, that's enough. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a powerful thing to have that. You, I think it's important, too. Have you found, like, because I know I've been there for sure, when you talk about, like, the being depressed thing. Like, I have absolutely been there. And I think it happens a lot in our industry. Because, especially, like, mm-hmm. webcamming specifically, because you're online alone, real, realistically. There's people there, yeah, you're talking to people in chat, but you're still alone, and then you, you're you in one room for most of the day doing whatever mm-hmm. you're doing, and then you, you have no need to drive anywhere to work or from work, and you don't have mm-hmm. any physical human interaction with an, another human unless there's one in your house. Like, I find yeah. that lack of actual human interaction it, it leads to us being very depressed at times and very isolated. Have you experienced yeah, that yourself? Yeah, lonely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been there with that too, um, you know, as far as, you know, I get off there and then who do I have? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh shit, I'm alone. Or you know, <laughs> even if I did have a boyfriend, like at the time, you know, it was, you know, I was good when I had them. But you know, you still, if you're a single person, it becomes very lonely. It's a very lonely job, and then you realize that people are only there for one reason, mm-hmm. and it's a very sexualized reason. And you get to a point where you're like, God, I don't want to be sexualized or can't people just like me for me? Yeah. You know, because, yeah, yeah these people don't know you personally. Mm-hmm. So then you go, oh, God, okay. So people only like me for this person, but don't like me for the person that I am. And then, you know, you start to, you know, overthink, and then you get really down on yourself. And then then you start to think that, oh, God, maybe I should only be sexualized because that's how I'm going to get people to like me. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, these are just all the kind of things that you think about. And then you kind of just turn yourself into another person. And again, that's where I say people get lost in their, you know, in this person that they're portraying, but they just, they don't know. And they're not happy. And do you, um, do you think that being like starting cam, if, if you were to start cam younger, like when you, cause we're talking about losing yourself and having to play that character in the depression, isolation that comes along with it. I personally feel like if I had started any younger, like at 19, for instance, or 18, like that would have really fucked with my perception of life and of relationships and of myself probably just because I didn't know who I was yet. And even at 20, I barely knew who I was and I've still had challenges and I've been on top of the world and I've lost it all and I've had to rebuild. Like I think starting at a young age, especially 18, I can't imagine there's so many like actual porn stars that are 18 years old and it blows my mind. Because it's like, it, you can't... It honestly, like, <laughs> it kills me. Yeah. Because I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Again, that's their life, and it doesn't yeah. personally affect me. But I know that, again, it, it's the mental maturity. Mm-hmm. And if I had done it that young, yeah, I, you know, I don't even... I couldn't even tell you how yeah. I would be to this day. Yeah. I can only see, you know, talk about what I've seen based on, on other people. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I wouldn't suggest it for Someone the younger young. crowd. Or yeah, yeah, not at all. Um, I feel like you you have to be more mature in entering this type of industry, whether mm-hmm. it's mainstream or webcamming. Um, yeah, you you have to have the maturity level. You have to be able to separate and balance. And if you're just like, I'm young, wild, and free, I'm gonna do whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you're most likely to be more easily influenced, and then yeah. get into things that you and know push past so your good. boundaries. Because I feel like when you're that young, you don't know what your boundaries are. You're still exploring, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to manipulate someone so young too. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. I worry, like, because obviously I'm married, and in the future, like, eventually, I would like to have a family. And I do think about how my webcam career or porn, whatever you want to call it, is going to affect my children, one, just in general, but two, they're going to be raised in a super small town, and that scares me a lot, but um, hypothetically, if you were to have kids, would, especially a daughter, would you want your daughter to be in webcam? Um, would I want her to? No. But if she decided to, I would just make sure, you know, that I am there to help her throughout the way, you know, tell her her do's and don'ts, mm-hmm. how to keep herself safe, 
and kind of just show her the easy way through it, to navigate through it. But I would want to make sure that she was able to talk to me about it. Yeah. And I can, you know, then tell her, like, you know, basically kind of just keep her head on. Because I've already gone through it and I've done it. And I know what it takes. Would I want her to do it young? No. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, of course, if that was the route she wanted to take as an adult, the only thing I can do is just be there and make sure that, you know, I make sure that she, you know, got the balance. Yeah. And that, you know, she works <clears throat> smarter, not harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, but, you know, but if she, I mean, do would I want her to have that? No. Um, because it, it is definitely, um, it does take a toll on people. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they say. <laughs> yeah. It does. It eventually, it eventually does. So, mm-hmm. um, I just wouldn't want, you know, her to think that women are only there to be sexualized mm-hmm. because it's, we're not. Is it human nature? Yeah, absolutely. It's human nature. But at the same time, that's not what we're only about. Yeah. So I would never want her to think that that's what we're only about and that's what we're, what we're only for and used for. Yeah. Um, you know, because then at that point, if that's what people think, especially at such a young age, 18, 19, 20, this is where they just start doing whatever and that sex is whatever and you can do it with whoever and whatever and whatever and and look at the kind of things that end up happening. Yeah. And the, where it can lead to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, you know, you have to be able to value yourself um, as a person, but, you know, also sexually too, which is why, like, swinging is not in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. And I won't go down that route anymore. Why I won't do mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I have to remember that, I do eventually just want to be with one person and I would want that one person to only want to be with me. Yeah. I mean, that's what relationships are for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, I, I think you just have to be able to communicate with your kids because communication is such a big thing. Yeah. You have to be able to communicate with them, talk to them and make sure that they, you know, everybody comes in with an open mind and that feelings are respected. Mm-hmm. So that's really kind of the only thing I can really say when you decide to have a family when it comes to all that. It's just be very open when it comes to communication. Yeah. And I think, too, because I'm like, not even just about if I ever had a girl. I'm like, well, if we ever did start a family and I had a boy, like, what am I going to tell him? And the only thing I can come up with is, like, don't watch porn. You'll see your mom. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. God. So I can't believe we've been talking so long. We're like best friends now. Um, I know, right? <laughs> what is one piece of advice that if there's any model listening, pretty much no one listens to my podcast, but if there ever is a time that they do, <laughs> what advice would you yeah. give to like webcam girls that are, you know, either in the business or thinking about in the business or 
just what's something impactful that you think would make their experience better that you could offer? Oh, God, just hit me up. <laughs> hit me up. I'll tell you all about it. Um, but, it, you know, honestly, it just depends. Anybody can ask me any type of question. I've been I've been doing this so long, mm-hmm. and I have gone through every in and out, up and down um, when it comes to this. And, you know, even on a personal um, level, mentally and emotionally, and kind of it takes on me and, when you go in, you have to go in with this kind of mindset. You know, mm-hmm. it. I. It's a great way to make money. Again, whether you're a parent or not a parent, if you're in school, you know, and you need the time freedom and you need the financial freedom, it's great. But you just have to remember that, like, there is there has to be a balance, and it's very very important. Um, but, you know, and I've always said this, like, I wanted to do, like, this full-on video about, you know, coming into it, because I wish somebody would have told me the do's and don'ts. Yeah. Or how to be safe, you know, because I know Amazon, there's a little trick with Amazon with wish lists that a lot of people are unaware of, and then people can get your address. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say how, because I don't want to give it out, but, you know how to be safe when it comes to things like that too and um so if anyone ever had any questions about it I would just hope that you know every webcam model not just myself that anyone would be open to talking to anyone who wants who is considering joining because I know for me I tried talking to a few when I first started nobody wanted to talk to me yeah nobody nobody wanted to help me yeah Nobody wanted to give me advice. It was more of a figure it out yourself, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give you, you know, my information as far as, like, how I became big because I don't want you to become big. You know what I mean? It's like that. There's yeah. that line of pettiness to it. But to me, I'm like, come to me. Talk to me. I will help you throughout it all. I will give you, the, you know, the best advice that I can because I want people to succeed in this. Mm-hmm. And... You know, but it's also consistency. If you join, you have to be consistent. Oh, every totally. day. That's exactly or every that was other the day. biggest thing I talked about when I was explaining like the only way to make it in this industry is consistency. Because I I watch like I watch on my Twitter feed all these models like oh I'm yep. gonna go for top 100 or top 1,000 or top anything earnings this month and then you know all seven days in a row sorry I didn't make it. It's like no no you don't want it then you know. Yeah, no, yeah, consistency is such a big key because I've had girls where I've helped them, I've gotten them set up and told them everything that I know, and then they get on once, Mm -hmm. and then maybe get on again, and then they're like, I'm not making money, and I'm like, because you're not on every single day, you're not putting in the time, the Mm -hmm. hours, the, you know, you have to put in the work in the beginning, it's so crucial in the beginning, because you have to sell yourself yeah. in the beginning to get people to come to you. Mm-hmm. If you only come on once or twice a month or once or twice a week and, like, you're kind of like, eh, and you don't take it serious, you're not selling shit. Yeah. So you have to be consistent and you have to go in with, like, full force 
especially in the very beginning. And especially because um, Cam, like, in the cyber world, whatever you want to call it, it's, like, time moves differently there. Like, if you miss two days, that's, like, two weeks, like, online. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even when, I mean, I can personally go a week without being online, which I have done, but, you know, could I have done that in the beginning? No. Mm -hmm. No way. Mm -hmm. Can I do it now? Yeah, I can because this is where I'm at, seven years deep. Yeah. And I've already asked, you know, all the people that follow me. So, you know, consistency is definitely probably the number one thing when coming into it in the beginning, at least for the first six months. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. To a year. Couldn't yeah. agree more. So, but otherwise, I mean, if there are people that, you know, do have questions about it, I, I'm so open to talking to anybody and everybody about it. Or so. you can just, you can be... Christy Fox, Masterclass of Masturbation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I would start something like that. But, yeah. Um, no, I'm open, but I, I have people that have, you know, strangers in the, you know, Twitter world that have posts me and been like, hi, I'm so-and-so, and, you know, I was thinking about webcamming, like, how you suppose I go about it and you know I'll have full-blown conversations with people or you know I've had other webcam models come to me and go hey you know like I'm on this site how I remember you from this site you know how is the new site that you're on doing and how is it working for you how is it different how is it you know mm-hmm. what do you like about it and I'm like hey look you should if you're not you know making as much on the site that you're on come join this site. This site's great. You know, I'll help you through it. I'll help you set it all up, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I'll tell you why I love it. You know, mm-hmm. and I have all these conversations with people. I get a lot of people that come to me about it, especially mm-hmm. webcam models. Um, and for people about, listening, she's you know, not kidding. Like someone. She's completely being honest because I asked her when she switched websites why she went to the site she's at now because I'm like, hmm, curious. Is it better there? Like, so I know you're telling yeah. the truth because I'm a perfect example of it. Yeah, no, definitely. And you know what? If MSC's not working for you, girl, come to uh, Cancel. It's great. <laughs> Might have to consider that. <laughs> it does, it, that mm. site, I mean, it's, an, it's a newer site. It's only, I think, like maybe three years old. But you know what? We have a lot of um, porn stars that go on to that site. So they're bringing, the you know, not only all their fans and traffic. It, I mean, they don't find one other person on that site. Be like, oh, hey, this girl's cute. You know, it all mm-hmm. spreads. And, you know, the site gets, gets a lot of traffic. So every time that I'm on there, I always have successful days. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's great. And the people that work for the company are amazing. And um, I don't think I will ever be switching to any other site. <laughs> well, that's reassuring. Because, like, like I said, I... I do love where I'm at. I have a good, you know, strong fan base. I've been there forever. But at the same time, it's so much harder to get to the top of this site. Like, when I started, there were 30,000 girls. And now there's there's over 80,000. Easy. And I know for a fact that the website doesn't buy not even a third, not even a fourth of the traffic that they used to buy for us. They're depending on us having huge social media followings, which most of us can't have because they shut us down to bring in our own fans and our own traffic. And it's not fair to newer girls who aren't going to have that. And it's not really fair yeah. for girls who have been there a while who have decided to keep it more private like you have done or like I had done, or well, not originally, but in the middle of my career, I tried to get all private. Um, and yeah. so when you delete your, you know, 100,000 Twitter following 
And then you start a new one. It's like, okay, well, no one's in my room. Like, I went from having 100 people in my room, easy, doing nothing, people with money to spend, premium people, to having, like, 10 people in my chat room when I logged on. I'm like, okay, well, this is drastically different than my experience. So what the hell's going on here? Yeah. 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 Traffic's definitely been an issue. But we'll see how things play out. Yeah. And, you know, I... I will, you know, if I have people that come to me, like, friends-wise that, you know, start camming or whatever, I, I, I promote them, yeah, you know, I'll, have, I'll be like, hey, your first day that you come on, come over to my house, yeah. let's cam together, and I can put you in my room, and you can put me in your room, people who already know who I am will see it and go like, oh, who's this person, and mm-hmm. I love promoting people, mm-hmm. you know, especially if they're new, I'm like, hey guys, go check out my friend, blah, 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 you know, yeah. show us some love, make us I know. <laughs> I think it's because we, 
people don't realize how easily we can relate Mm -hmm. to each other. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you just take the time to get to know people and talk to them, you, you find out that there are so many different things you can relate to. And again, it all comes down to human connection. And, you know, I, yeah, we've never met in person, but now it just feels like, you know, based on the conversations we've had, it's like, oh, I can relate to you. Now I feel like I've known you for the last 10 years. Yeah, totally. And, you know, it's, it's, you don't even have to know a person for very long to have a connection with people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's all about taking the time to actually do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having these genuine conversations and making these connections. But, you know, that's where I think that if you just do that, this is where the support system comes in. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can already relate, but now you can now support them and they can support you. And, you know, people can get lifted yeah. and know that we're not alone in this industry mm-hmm. as far as like how we feel and what we think yeah. we're very much all on the same level <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that this so. podcast kind of helps with that because i know when i well i was really scared to do this to be honest but when i was considering doing this it's like well there's nothing like it like there's nothing where girls are openly talking about their experience there's nothing where i can sit down with someone who's a professional or you know, someone very mainstream who would never talk to someone in porn. Like, there's nothing going on like that. And I'd really like to open up the conversation because there are things we need to be talking about. There's things like, can a porn star be raped? There's things like, what are, you know, women's rights and where do they start and end when it comes to, like, their body, their mind, their everything. And not even just that, but, like, the side of Cam that has had me experience bouts with depression or anxiety and how is mental health affected with what we're doing. Like, there's so many things that I feel like haven't been explored that need to be explored because we should be further along in our knowledge of this industry and our expect like expectations and standards of it by now. There's there's a lot not happening yeah. that needs to happen. I'm hoping this. Yeah, will and help. you know, and like here's the thing though is that it's not just women; it's men too. You yeah, know, absolutely. I have I have men. I have I have friends in the industry in the mainstream industry, and you know, I talk to them and I hear their sides of it too, and and they. They go through the same stuff us women go through when it comes to um, these topics in, in, in this industry. And, you know, I think that it's important that the guys get heard, too. Mm-hmm. That it's not just a women's thing. Because it still takes a toll on them mentally as well and physically. And, I mean, honestly, it's such a 50-50 thing when it comes to mainstream. You know, these these performers... It takes a lot out of the women, but it also takes a lot out of the men. And mm-hmm. sometimes I will look at these things and I'm like, man, the men do far much more work than the women do. Yeah. Technically, we just have to sit there, and, or the women in the industry just have to sit there and make sure the angles are good and things are right. You know, yes, it's still, there's still that Taxing. mental, yeah. you know, putting yourself in it. But the men, you know, they have to really think about what they're doing they have to make sure they're hard Mm -hmm. make sure they don't get soft they have to make sure they can you know come at a certain point and come on command Mm -hmm. or you know it it is in my in my opinion i think that the men do far much more work than the women do as far as mentally and physically but 
I will say it's definitely a 50-50 thing because women, I think, are just a little bit more sensitive when it comes to, you know, our our mental health when it comes to sex as mm-hmm. well, you know, because men don't get sexualized nearly as much as women do. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's, it's very much a 50-50 thing, and I think that both of their roles are very important, and both of their mental health are very important. Um so to me, I think that it's not just women that need to, to speak up. I think it's also men, too. really true. I would, would not mind having uh, a male performer come and talk to me just so that can get expressed. Because I obviously, I don't know anything about that side of it. I've never talked to a male performer. I've never sat in, like, a male performer's yeah. webcam room because I know that exists as well. And I've never done that. So that'd be interesting to get some insight yeah. into for sure yeah dig into it girl <laughs> both <laughs> ends both parties you know sure. but I, like I said I've, I've talked to a few you know male talents and um, you know even being at ABN this past year and you know talking to people as well um, you know I it's like I said it's uh, very interesting um, to hear from their side mm-hmm. you know and and the toll that it takes on them to, you know, like, you know, this whole, you know, I, I struggle with certain feminists because mm-hmm. I'm not a huge feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, but the women that are, you know, extremists when it comes to that, that, you know, want to tear men down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God. No, I totally agree. <laughs> and I know that. Yeah, and to me, I'm like, no, we are all equally important in this industry, mm-hmm. you know, whether people think so or not. So, yeah. um, and I just, I personally, firsthand, have just talked to, you know, a few people, and you know, that are that are male talents, and I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, it takes a toll on them too, mm-hmm. and they're equally as port as important as we are. So, mm-hmm. I think you should definitely try and um, get the male point. Get someone to come on. I think um, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to promote or shout out or your Twitter handle or anything you want everyone to know before we before we call it a night or an afternoon? <laughs> um, well, if you follow me, I mean, you'll, you'll see all my stuff on there. I promote, you know, my cam soda a lot. Um, I promote my own. I'm terrible at it, but I'm <laughs> starting to do the OnlyFans thing. <laughs> Uh, just because I'm starting to work, I'm starting to work smarter and not harder. Mm-hmm. But um, no, just basically, I guess those two things. Um, like I said, I don't have a lot of stuff going on as far as like promoting my camming stuff. I keep it kind of tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you follow me, I mean, you'll see all the links and everything that there is to know on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Oh, that's a good question. I have to go look because I don't even know. <laughs> I think it's at Fox uh, with two X's yes, underscore Christy. Yeah, at Fox underscore Christy. The Fox is with two X's. Okay, awesome. Well, everyone who's listening, make sure you go follow her, like her, buy some content, and support another webcam girl that I hold dear to my heart. Oh, thank you, my darling. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. First off, huge thank you to Christy Fox for coming on the podcast. It was really great to hear a little bit about someone else's stories since I'm always reliving my own on this show. 
We covered a lot of different things in a relatively short amount of time, and hearing a lot of Chrissy's opinions and experiences makes me wonder what an unbiased third party might think of a lot of these topics, or even on us, and our choices in general. So, I went out and found one. I'm Melrose, and this has been episode four of the Seen and Not Heard podcast. Huge thank you this week to Andrew. Andrew has been many things throughout our relationship over the past five years. He's been a regular in my chat rooms, a friend I can lean on, a video editor, a graphic designer, and an all-around amazing guy. You've stuck by me when we grew this from practically nothing, and I look forward to us continuing to grow all of these things together. Thank you for being my right-hand man, truly. With so much on my mind since this last interview, I wondered if there was someone who might have a clearer view outside of our industry and could shed some light on it from their perspective. I wanted a professional. So I sat down with the best person I could think of to play the role, a licensed counselor and psychotherapist with a bachelor's degree in sociology and a master's in psychology. He's worked the past 17 years consulting for firms in the areas of psychology, mental health, forensic psychology, and industrial psychology. And in the last five years, he's worked in private practice with individuals, families, and couples with counseling. He also happened to be a regular in my chat room. But is there something to that? Or is that is that the majority of girls or people in the adult industry? It's, it's, it's the bent that you, if you look at like the studies and so forth, there's not been a lot of studies on this stuff. That's, that's, that gives you a really good picture. I'm doing yeah. a couple, but when they really studied hard, they studied the, the, the really bad stuff, such as, you know, uh, masochism and things of that nature and the abusive type of stuff. And mm-hmm. they, and so it's kind of the idea, you know, years ago, if, um, when you, if you work with kids teaching or you know, it goes back 20, 30 years, if you work with kids in a teaching environment, you volunteered for Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or working Boys and Girls Club, you did an app, you filled out an application and then on the application, they asked you, were you abused as a child? And that would be a, that would be almost a, a, a trigger to say, no, you couldn't work with kids anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, because what it was, they found the people that were abused, that were abusers of kids were abused as a kid. 